Getting rich is an exact science. We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, guys. It is, in fact, Wednesday. It's Wednesday, for real. (laughs) Man, these early mornings mess me up, man. Guys, go back and listen to last Friday's episode. It was the, the first in this series. I opened up I opened it up saying good morning guys it's Wednesday it was Friday man I swear to god my my brain works faster than my mouth half the time or sometimes slower what whatever the case is anyways I need more coffee it that's that's all that's all there is to it guys I finished the book the book is done the book is well the formatting still needs to be done but uh it, that's the hardest part so far i'm finding out but uh i got the edits back from mr nick august and nurse chick so this book is edited by nick august and nurse chick you see cappy cappy's a a, a wealth of information guys and uh the last two times i went to go hang out with him he's given me like all sorts of great advice right the reason why i even do live streams is because of cappy Cappy's like, oh man you gotta do live streams <laughs> you gotta do live streams. Uh, Cappy's the reason why I have a course. Oh man, you gotta do a course, right? And then, uh, and then this last time I went up there, I I was I mean I, it took me two years to write this this damn book, and um, that's just because I didn't dedicate enough time to it. Really, that's really what it comes down to. But but I told him how I was going to hire Nick August to do the the editing. Nick did. If you guys didn't know, edited Ryan Stone's books. And, uh, and Cappy's Cappy prefers to have a woman edit books because he says women are good at nitpicking. (laughs) So, so after, uh, Nick went through, uh, and did his edits, I sent it off to nurse chick nurse chick found a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, so I had two eyes on it and then, um, I just went back through it again yesterday, uh, cause nurse chick pointed out that I missed an, like an entire sub chapter. And I was like, what? It was like a very key subchapter. It was on how to make your lists, right? Like the importance of the list. You got to have a list of, of qualities you want in a woman. I negated that entire subchapter. And so I had to go back and, and I added that. And then she went back and edited that part again. And then I went back through and then I went through all the corrections that Word suggested. And um, I think we're good now. So now we're just down to formatting. We're just down to formatting though. But I designed some book covers, guys. Um, so I initially put out a very minimalist book, book cover. It was, uh, like had a yellow border, very white background. And I was like, I, I, my, my idea with that was Andrew Cap has a book called the last law of attraction book you ever need to read. It's a very minimalist book cover, right? There's no pictures on it. It's just words. And it's just, you know, like three different colors, right? Now, and he sold over a hundred thousand copies. And I was like, well, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's something to just like having a minimalist book cover where people just, this is what you see is what you get. So I put that out. Everyone hated it. <laughs> Mike Steele here said, no, nah, no, nah, you need a picture on there with some badass sunglasses or something like that. <laughs> I was like, what? 
So that's not even what the book is about. The book is about like pimping hoes and shit. But I was like, okay, fine. All right. People want a more badass book cover. So I came up with this. This is what the, this is a, this is a, you know, a concept book cover for the new book. Okay. People seem to like this. They're like, oh, oh, hell yeah. If that's what the book is here, take my, shut up and take my money. <laughs> then, and then, uh, but people were like, it needs, we're not at the eight minute mark guys. We're not at the eight minute mark, but there, uh, let's say it, it needs more three Oh fours. It needs more breasts. Can I say breasts before the eight minute mark? So I was like, okay, fine. It needs, I'm going to design this one for the audible. This one's the audible, <laughs> right? This was awesome. This looks like an awesome book. Doesn't it? I, I told chat, uh, I told Dolly, you know, the, the AI generator for this needs ninjas, needs explosions and cars and, and, and naval warships. And then if you look here in the upper left, it, it has a car with a, a battleship cannon on it. Like, isn't that rad? It sounds like a rad book. <laughs> mm. Yes, definitely. Very Agent Archer. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, but no, that's that's not what the book is, guys. It, the book is, here we go. We'll share this one. The book is like, it's, it's everything I wish I knew when I was 18. You know, it's, a, it's a, a handbook, a handbook for life, okay? So it doesn't need explosions, exploding explosions, all right? It's just, it's very simple. So I, I create this book cover, back to the minimalism here. It's got me as a, a blue-pilled 18-year-old kid. And then me now, right? And then on the background here, ChatGPT created or uh, Dolly created that too, right? So it's a it's a table with money on it. There's a wham in there, and then there's a naval warship, and there's a briefcase. It's very very simple, very simple, elegant design. Yeah, very simple. Just you know, everything I wish I knew when I was eighteen. So it's a handbook. It's a handbook for young men to to build a great life for themselves. I originally had advice or was it like advice for young men to create a bake a great cake of a life for themselves right it was a it was a nod to dr robert glover because he said you know a man needs to bake a great cake of a life for himself and women are just the icing so i was like yeah put that on my cover everyone's like bake a cake that's gay <laughs> i was like ah fine all right so advice for young men create a great life for themselves there we go well keep it simple keep it simple anyway so the book the book uh art is good the 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 word the verbiage is good and i just need to i just need to format the some some son of a gun it's not, we're not the eight minute mark we're, i'm just need to format the son of a gun in a word and every time i i make one change on one page it messes up all the other pages it's really frustrating so i'm uh trying to get the hang of that but uh i was up i was up till midnight last night messing with the damn book and then i was like oh crap i still need to get ready for tomorrow's episode so i was up until like 1 30 in the morning last night <laughs> terrible guys terrible but there is a science to getting rich guys there's a science to it first you write a book then you sell a billion copies of the book all right so we're on chapter two in my series on the science of getting rich by uh wallace d waddles it's a, it's actually a law of attraction book. So this is, it's actually a part of a trilogy, right? Science of getting rich, science of being well, science of being great. So we're just going to focus on this one here, right? Um, and if you guys don't know, the book was written in 1910 and I'm not going to read it to you. We're just going to go through 
uh, some of the key concepts, but I do encourage you to read it yourself. It's it's a very no nonsense book. Hey, we're at the eight minute mark. It's a it's a no bullshit book, guys. It's a no bullshit book. It just breaks down easy steps. It's probably like a two hour read. Two hour read. Uh, before we get into all that, though, <clears throat> let's go ahead and like, subscribe, and hit those notifications if you haven't done so already. And guys, please sound off in the live chat. Um, I'm going to be going through some stuff today. Some of it, it, it's like his arguments aren't great arguments, you know, for how this is an exact science. So if you guys disagree with anything that Wallace D. Waddle says, like sound off in the live chat. If you agree with it, if you've seen it work, sound off in the live chat as well. Uh, all that kind of stuff, your feedback helps these you know, go by much smoother and then send a super chat guys that helps support the show. Probably more than anything else. We already have a super chat brother, brother Nathan sent a $2 super chat and we are now at the eight minute mark. So you get, I'm just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yeah. This guy definitely fucks. I'm just going to say it. This guy. <laughs> you don't get two of those. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> the first key concept here in this chapter is that the ex there exists a science of getting rich, and it's an exact science, right? And he akins it to algebra or arithmetic, right? Math is an exact science, and he says, well, getting rich is also an exact science, right? And he says that the, the laws that govern the process of acquiring, there are laws that govern the process of acquiring wealth. And if, if men obey the law, he will get rich with mathematical certainty. Certainty, guys. Um, and these laws he's referring to are the laws of the universe and more specifically the law of attraction. Bob Proctor says this, used to say this a lot. He's he passed away, but Bob Proctor used to always start off his, uh, his speeches about this type of thing with the, the laws of the universe are so precise that we can land a man on the moon with the precision of a fraction of a second, right? We can anticipate exactly what time the, uh, you know, we can land a man on the moon with like with precise accuracy based on the laws of the universe. Okay. Well, the law of attraction is a law of the universe. Um, guys, we want to follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, you'll get a PDF with 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. And I'll also mail you some stickers for your troubles. Check out my practical law of attraction course, guys, loa.comeonmanpod.com. You can get it for 30% off for the entire month of November with code THANKFUL2023. I've got it pinned there in the chat. Um, all this stuff that we're going to be talking about is we're, we're going to be talking about law of attraction. Now, there's three explanations for it. I say it all the time. There's quantum science one. There's a spiritual one. And then there's the psychological one. My course focuses on the psychological because a lot of people, either they're atheist or they just can't wrap their brain around the concept of the, the, you know, the quantum theory stuff. So like they just blow this off. Ah, there's no law of attraction. It's mumbo jumbo. It's pseudoscience. It's like, okay, well, but if you explain it from the psychological perspective, most people can wrap their minds around it. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, 
it makes more sense, right? All like all we're talking about really, if you want to break it down from a psychological standpoint is we're reprogramming our subconscious mind, our paradigm and our results that we get in life are based off of our actions. Our actions are based off of our paradigms. Our paradigms are largely programmed in us from when we were children. And, uh, so we, a lot of us have a lot of self-limiting beliefs. A lot of us, um, you know, we, 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 we were told our whole lives that being, being rich is bad. Uh, you know, only, you know, only shysters are rich, right? When you have that kind of upbringing, right. Where you live in poverty and your parents are poor and their parents were poor. And you, you tend to have this paradigm that you'll never be rich. You'll never make a lot of money. Right. And, um, that could be reprogrammed. Okay. Cause there's no difference between you and a rich person, except for your mindset. That's really the only difference. Okay. So we talk about that kind of stuff in the practical law of attraction course. You can also use the practical law of attraction to get the whammy you want in life. So here's a commercial that talks about that. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags, and you are frustrated. I get it, brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm? We get what we focus on in life, and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high-quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right. You've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me. You won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, it's that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. Act now, guys. Act now. I dropped a link to it again in the chat. Uh, be sure to use code THANKFUL2023 for 30% off. Um, AJ, Beer Club in the house. Would you do different covers and we can pick what we want? No, man. No. You're going to get what you get. You're going to like what you get. Okay? <laughs> Uh, Lee says, uh, but the moon landing was fake. Was it Lee? Was it fake? Was it? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Well, it might've been, who knows? Um, all right. So the, the next key concept here in the book is the, the relationship between doing things in a certain way and acquiring riches. Now he says this a lot in a book in it, in the book and it, 
it's one of those things where I chuckle at when I hear it, but for some people it might get annoying because he says it all the time, right? Doing things in a certain way or doing things in the certain way. Um, and he says that ownership, money, and property, like owning property, comes as a result of doing things in the certain way. All right, the certain way. And he says, it doesn't matter if you do it on purpose or on accident. You'll get rich if you do things in the certain way. All right. Which is which sort of alludes to the concept of the law of attraction is always working, whether you believe in it or not. You know, it's always working a lot. Like if you're attracting, if you have a bunch of bad things happening to you in your life, it's, you're attracting it. You're attracting it. Usually with your paradigm, you'll find that people who are always have bad luck or, you know, there's always bad shit happening to them. They're always sick and stuff like that. You'll find that they have the worst mindsets, right? They have just a negative mindset and their negativity is just compounding their problem. You know what I mean? My dad's like that. <laughs> My dad is like one of the most negative dudes in the world. You know, and he just, he just, you know, he used to always say, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have luck at all. You know, that was a, that was a paradigm sort of growing up. You know, I had to, I had to reprogram that realize, no, there's no such thing as luck. You know, we make our own luck, right? <laughs> Lee says, I, look, I did my research on 4chan. The world is also flat and Anna Nicole married for love. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, 4chan, you know, I, I hear you. I hear you. That's, that place is legit. So, so he says, it doesn't matter if you do it on purpose or if you do it on accident, you'll get rich if you do things in a certain way. Now, people who don't do things in a certain way, no matter how hard they work, they'll just get poorer. They'll get more poor. Have you ever, have you ever noticed that there's people, um, they just, they, they just work their asses off, right? They work their asses off their entire life and they, they have nothing to show for it nothing to show for it. Right. Then you have guys that don't do shit and they're millionaires. Right. <laughs> so it's not necessarily about hard work. It's not necessarily about hard work. Now there are rich people that work their asses off and they have like incredible work ethics. Look at Dwayne, the rock Johnson, look at, um, Vince McMahon, you know, those guys, like, I think Vince McMahon like lives off of two to four hours of, of sleep a day. Dude's always just up doing shit, you know, getting stuff done. Uh, I think the rock's pretty much the same way. You know what I mean? But then there's other guys that are, are filthy rich that aren't working as hard. So it's more about, it's more about the mindset though. More about the mindset. Um, now communist, this is a funny thing I, I wanted to point out here. This isn't in the book, but this is something that, uh, a, you know, a lot of people, especially left-wingers you know they believe in socialism they believe in uh, wealth dist redistribution stuff like that they communists and, and and socialists they always want to try to redistribute wealth they think that you know the rich people you know did something bad that you know they're, they're just swindling people but it has nothing to do with that it has nothing to do with that you'll find that in uh in socialist countries right or or even in, like in communist countries that a certain class of people are still wealthy, right? The rest of the people, they have equal poverty, <laughs> right? At least in capitalist countries, everyone has 
the opportunity. Everyone has like, everyone starts out with a blank slate, and then what they do with with the opportunities that they come across is what carries them through in life, right? So everyone has the ability to get rich, right? There, there's more freedom in capitalist countries. Uh, but did you know that if you took all the money away from rich people, okay, and you gave it to all the poor people, we're gonna we're gonna take have the government be uh, be basically our military wing, and we're going to, well, they already are, but we're gonna use that military wing to force the rich people to give up all their wealth and money that and, and we're gonna distribute it to all the poor people, okay? Within a matter of weeks, not months, weeks. All the rich people would have it all again. They would have all that money back again, right? Have you ever like? Have you ever noticed that uh, a, a vast majority of of lottery winners are poor within like one or two years because they have they they were poor to begin with. They had shitty spend uh, spending habits, and then you just give them a whole bunch of money. They go and blow it all on like Ferraris and 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 you know, you know, a bunch of stuff that they, you know, don't need. And they're just, they just frivolously blow all their money. And then within a couple of years, they're back to, back to being poor again. Most lottery winners go back to being poor, right? Within just a couple of years, they blow it. They blow all their money. Whereas uh, rich people, they know how to manage money. They, they know how, they just, they know how to manage money better. They don't necessarily blow it on frivolous things. You'll, if you read the the book, uh, the Millionaire Next Door, you'll find that truly wealthy people don't spend money. They, they spend money on assets. They they try not to spend money on liabilities, right? A car, for instance, they won't go out and buy a Ferrari. They'll go out and buy a reliable, like slightly used Ford. <laughs> you know, because as soon as you drive a car off the lot. And then you turn around on the street and drive it back at the parking lot. You can't get the same money that you paid for it 10 minutes ago. You can't. They won't buy it back for the same price because it's a depreciating asset. As soon as you buy it, it immediately loses money, right? So rich people know that. Like real rich people, not flashy, you know, living on credit card debt rich people. Real rich people know that, but they know that... Uh, buying properties, especially rental properties, that's an asset that creates cash flow. You know what I mean? So it's all mindset and what they're spending their money on. They'll still spend money, but they'll spend it smartly. You know, instead of uh, putting their money in a savings account and make uh, negative interest on it, they'll put it in a, a, a money market account or something like that. Right. Or they'll invest in crypto. Now crypto that fluctuates wildly. So it's a long game. Um, but you know, they'll put it in assets that appreciate right over time. Um, but so, yeah, so there's uh they know how to make money, right? They know there's a science to it. Now, the idea that getting rich is not primarily a matter of environment. That's uh that's the next concept, right? The idea that rich getting rich is not primarily a matter of the environment. So Wallace D. Waddles, he argues that. If it were, that if it was a matter of environment, because I've had people argue with me over this too. They're like, oh, well, you know, someone that that uh, that grew up in like, you know, an impoverished African country, well, they're always going to be poor. That's a self-limiting belief. There's rich people in those impoverished countries too, <laughs> right? 
there's rich people in those impoverished countries too. So that's pretty much what Wallace Waddles was saying, right? If if it were, if it was primarily a matter of environment, only people in certain cities or certain states or certain neighborhoods or certain countries would get rich, right? Only only certain people, like uh, only this country's going to get rich, but this country's going to live in absolute poverty, and everyone in that country will live in poverty. You see what I'm saying? If that was the case, if it was truly about environment, all right. Now, you might say, well, certain neighborhoods are poor and certain neighborhoods have rich people. That's true, too. But if you think about it, who owns the buildings that the poor people live in? Rich people. Rich people own that. Okay. <laughs> right? Somebody's always making money. Somebody's always getting poor. You see what I'm saying? Hey, Offie's in the house. What's up, Offie? Guys, check out Monday's episode. I had the legendary Offie on the podcast. We talk about bishes, books, and belts, championship belts. So yeah, so there are there are there's 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 poor neighborhoods, there's rich neighborhoods, sure, but in general, there's a mix, right? There's always there's always rich people, there's always poor people, sort of commingling around. Okay, so it's not necessarily about environment. Um, <clears throat> everywhere we see rich and poor living relatively close to each other. Right, that was a concept in the book. Uh, in every state, in every town, there's rich people and there's poor people. All right, every state, every town, rich people and poor people. So he argues it's not a matter of location that gets you rich. All right, he says um, we see people in the same city running competing businesses together. Right, we'll see. There's, there's, uh, you know, let's say there's rest. Let's say a restaurant. That's a good example. Right. You'll see restaurants that absolutely kill it and you'll see restaurants that that come and go. You see a lot of that here in my town, my my one horse town. There's uh, there's restaurants that open all the time. They close within a couple of years. And then you see re restaurants that flourish. You know what I mean? So we see some that that flourish and we see some that fail. OK, so the one flourishing, he argues, is the one that's doing things in the certain way, the certain way. There's a science to it. Right. Oh yeah. Plenty of rich kids end up poor. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and see, largely that's because, uh, they were handed the money. They were never taught the wealth mindset. You know what I mean? Whereas you got someone like Donald Trump, whether you like him or hate him, you know, you don't like his politics, whatever, that's fine. But a lot of people are like, well, his dad gave him a million dollars. Yeah. And he turned it into billions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like someone that doesn't know what they're doing with money would have blown a, a, the million dollar nest egg and, and would be working a nine to five job. Right. But he took that million dollars and turned it into billions of dollars. And his his kids are doing the same type of thing. <clears throat> it's because he was taught the wealth mindset. Right. So it's up here. It's up here. Guys, we have some guys in the in the beer club in the house here. Join the beer club beer.comeonmanpod.com it's only 10 bucks a month you can join with a free trial we just had our our uh november meetup last week it was a good turnout i think we did that we were there for like two hours uh this last time great time you don't have to be there for the entire two hours like if you only have 10 minutes to pop in that's fine it's like a bar you know you can come and go as you please <laughs> but it's just it's a good opportunity to hang out with other dudes i'm i'm re-listening to um no more Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. And 
this book really is what taught me the importance of hanging out with other men. It's important, right? Uh, it's important for our, our, our masculine development to hang out with other dudes. And, and a lot of nice guys don't, they isolate themselves. They, uh, you know, maybe they do get into a relationship. They make their girl, their best friend, their confidant, and they, they have no friends outside the relationship and they dump all their crap on their girl. That's not what, that's not what your girl's for. Okay. Bring that kind of stuff to the boys, man. And if you don't have a, a, a group of dudes to hang out with, come hang out with us. All right. That's what this is for. And then I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I'm learning uh, I'm learning NLP right now. I'm working on a NLP certification. Man, I just learned uh, this technique. It's called the uh, swish pattern. Swish pattern. And what it does is it, it works for both physical pain and mental pain <clears throat> um, or emotional pain, right? And you can, you can use this pattern to basically either remove pain completely <laughs> or severely like, you know, make it uh, less. It's pretty fascinating stuff. And, it, and what I'm learning is that essentially, you know, our, our, our minds and our bodies are connected, right? They're not separate, they're connected. And when you have an emotional pain or, you know, if, uh, let's say you get, you get angered really easily, you got anger management problems. When, when something triggers you like that, that trigger is stored subconsciously in the body somewhere, right? And, and you can uh, manipulate that pain through, the, through certain tactics and make it go away. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just learning this stuff, so I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to get some guinea pigs in here and try some of this stuff out. Uh, but, you know, it, it's fascinating stuff. I'm going to uh, eventually start uh, implementing this stuff in my practice, you know. But check that out, guys, at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. All right. The next concept here is that getting rich is not solely determined on talent or ability either, right? So we've we've talked about how it's not necessarily about your environment. It's also not determined by talent or ability, right? We often see talentless people get rich. And people with great talent scrape by, don't we? Don't we? <laughs> right? How many times have you seen, maybe you're in a particular industry, right? Uh, like, you know, my day job, I work in I work in IT. And you see guys that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year working in IT. And then you see guys that make $40,000 working in IT. You know? And it's, some of it's talent, some of it's not. Sometimes you're like, man, well, this guy is a total slack ass. How is he making so much money? <laughs> right? Look at the Kardashians for crying out loud. Those people are filthy rich and they have no talent. They have zero talent. Right? They do have vajays though. <laughs> they do have vajays and they marry rich guys. Maybe that's how women do it in the certain way. They just marry rich dudes. No, I'm just kidding. Look at Oprah Winfrey. Right? Oprah Winfrey... She she's a multi-billionaire. She's a talk show host. She was just a talk show host. There's lots of talk show hosts out there. She's not necessarily better at being a talk show host than any other talk show host, but she's managed to turn that into a billion dollar empire. Right? Some of these other talk show hosts never do that. They never I, she's the only one that I know of that's done that. Right? 
Ooh, $20 super chat from Mike Steele. The brain is the only organ that can change itself. The liver will always be a liver. The kidney will always be a kidney, but you can literally rewire your neuron connections to your brain to become a different person. Actually, I'm finding out, Mike, that, uh, no, you can actually, um, you can modify everything in your body because it's all just made up of proteins and, um, and cells and the cells, they can't turn themselves on and off, but they are reactive to external stimuli stimuli. So, um, fascinating stuff. There's a guy, uh, Dr. Dr. Lipton, he's got a whole, uh, docu-series on Gaia about it. Fascinating stuff. He's in, uh, epigenetics. So I don't know. Anyway, you get this, you get, you get this. Hold on. I got to get down to my soundboard here. I fucks. Am I right? Hold on. I'm just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yeah. Make sure you get that whole thing there, man. <laughs> Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. The ultimate warrior. Is that what you're saying? Someone who's talentless, but he made a lot of money. <laughs> Have you heard, man, you guys know who the ultimate warrior is. He was a, he was a wrestler in like the eighties and nineties. And if you listen to other wrestlers talk about him, like he would come running out to the ring. He's all high energy and stuff like that, but he would completely blow himself up in the ring and you know, blow himself up means like he's just get winded and he can't go anymore. And so like, he's supposed to perform and he was like, let's just take it home. Let's just take it home. And they're like, what? No, we got We got 20 more minutes in this match, bro. Yeah. He was a talentless guy, but made a lot of money. All right, the next concept here, guys, is the notion that thrift and savings alone do not lead to wealth, all right? Uh, now, if, if you guys ever read anything from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, he says this all the time, savers are losers, savers are losers, right? Which goes against what Dave Ramsey teaches. Dave Ramsey basically teaches living below your means and investing in um, you know, IRAs and, and money markets and stuff like that. Um, and, it, and it's his path works right i actually lay it out in my book it's what if you ever read mj demarco's book mj demarco refers to it as the slow lane to wealth like you can actually build wealth that way it's a proven method you know lots of guys end up retiring as millionaires by doing dave ramsey's method okay so it does work uh but you get rich faster um doing robert kiyosaki's way which is by building businesses and investing for cash flow right so, so just like going back to this though, just saving alone isn't going to make you wealthy, right? There's, there's tons of thrifty savers out there, but they still live in poverty. People that cut coupons and whatever, but they still live in, in, in poverty, right? Meanwhile, you see wealthy people spending all sorts of money. Now, one thing I did learn though, and we already sort of talked about this already. Like if you read, uh, if you read the millionaire next door that truly wealthy people, they, they do freely spend money but they spend it smartly, right? They'll spend it on appreciating assets. They don't t spend a ton of money on depreciating assets, right? They, they, you know, we talked about the car, right? They don't necessarily buy Ferraris and McMansions. They'll live in a typical suburban home and they'll have a reliable, you know, Ford or Chevy or, you know, whatever your favorite car is. That's not a Bugatti. And they'll just, they'll live like a normal life. And you would never know that they're multimillionaires because they spend their money smartly, right? <clears throat> and then you'll have, you'll have guys that, you know, they're basically living off of credit card debt and, uh, and other, you know, just crushing debt. And they have McMansions and Bugattis and, you know, Rolex watches and shit like that. So 
<laughs> there's something to be said for uh, spending your money wisely, but just saving alone isn't going to make you rich. Just living in a tiny house and saving your money is not necessarily going to make you rich, right? Um, the next concept is there's an observation that two people in the same business can have different financial outcomes. We talked about that a little bit already with the restaurant analogy, but it's not necessarily that one guy is willing to do something the other guy isn't willing to do. You can have literally two businesses offering the exact same services, right? Um, but yet you'll see one succeed and one fail, right? You'll see one succeed and one fail. Now, he argues that that's because the guy who succeeds is doing things in the certain way and the other one's not. <clears throat> and then, obviously, I've mentioned this several times, and, and it's a, a common theme in this book, but uh, getting rich is the result of doing things in a certain way, right? If people in the same location are running similar businesses and one succeeds, the other one fails, it can only be that the guy that succeeds is doing it in a certain way. Um, and he says that, um, if like create likes, if, if like creates like, and if like causes always produce like effects that anyone who does what a success, a successful person does can become rich. So basically, uh, if you want to get rich and you want to get rich doing something, and I, and I'm trying to do this <laughs> right with the podcasting. Not necessarily the rich part, but uh, being you know successful at podcasting, I go and look at what other successful podcasters are doing. You know what I mean? And I try to do what they did, do what they did. You know, that's how that's a a, a good way of being successful in whatever whatever you're trying to do. Find someone who's already done it and learn what the, what did they do? What's their process? Right? I'm doing that with the the book. You know, and that that's one of the things I love about being on Rule Zero is I get to sit under the learning tree of guys that have been doing this for a long time, right? Rolo, uh, Ryan, uh, Troy Francis, Paul Benjamin, you know, those guys are just a wealth of information. And, you know, especially when it comes to like this book writing stuff, I'm just like, guys, oh, Paul hasn't written a book. He could, though. He's got enough information out there. He need, definitely needs to write a book. But, Troy's written a, a, a bunch of books. Ryan's I, I've learned so much about book writing and, and self-publishing from Ryan. It's retarded. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, right? Um, and there's all, there's this concept that if one man could do it, another man could do it. Right? That's in the that's also in the book uh Think and Grow Rich. If one man could do something, another man could do something, right? Now, this book predates Think and Grow Rich, right? And I think this was a huge influence on uh, Napoleon Hill, honestly. <clears throat> but if one man could do it, another man could do it. Um, the next concept, the, the argument that anyone with a basic ability to think and understand can get rich, right? Because it's, it's mindset, right? It's mindset. We've established that you don't have to be talented or necessarily smart to do it. Again, look at the Kardashians, the ultimate warrior. Hulk Hogan, you know why he was so successful? It wasn't necessarily because he was the best wrestler, but he was a good entertainer. You know, he could get the, the the crowd going. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what Ultimate Warriors thing was. He he got the crowd behind him. He had a good gimmick. Yeah, if they could do it, I could do it. Man, I say this all the time when it comes to the whammon. You see all these black pill doomers, especially on Twitter. God, the, some of the guys on Twitter have such a defeatist mindset, 
right? They they think that they've been uh, dealt certain cards. They're not six feet tall. That they can't possibly ever be successful with women. It's like it's like they just have the shittiest mindset. It's like, dude, I'm not six feet tall. <laughs> I, I'm not six feet tall. You know what I mean? Like, just stop, stop. If I could do it, and I I wear a t-shirt and and ball ball caps, and and I live out in cow country in the middle of nowhere. If I can do it, you could do it living in fucking New York City. You know, when there's like a billion options out there, fucking stop, <laughs> fucking stop. Right. Okay. Let's see here. Um, he says smart people get rich, talented people get rich and complete blockheads get rich. <laughs> the basic requirement though, is that you're able to think and understand, right? If you could think, right. Think you could do it. The idea that location and environment play a role, but they are not sole determinants of wealth. We've already talked about that so much. Um, you know, you have to be a smart about location, though. He does say this, right? It does play a little bit of a role in certain contexts, right? You can't expect necessarily to do well by opening a basket weaving business in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Probably not going to do that great, <laughs> right? Um, uh, an ice cream stand would probably do better in Phoenix, Arizona than in Alaska. Uh, which is funny because they're they're opening an ice cream place in Cedar Edge, Colorado, which is just north of me. It's the town north of me, and they're they're opening it just before winter time. I'm like, what are you doing? No one wants to buy ice cream in the winter, you know. That's probably probably not going to do well. Not unless, of course, they do things in a certain way. <laughs> if they do things in a certain way, it will probably do okay. But I'm like, man, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't open an ice cream shop where it gets like where we get, you know, in cold winter and stuff like that. I would open it. I mean, ice cream shop would probably still do okay here. But if you opened it in the summertime it was hotter and shit, that's a good time to launch a business like that, you know, but that's me thinking in a certain way. <laughs> uh I don't know anything about ice cream shops, so whatever. Um, the importance of uh, dealing with people and being in a place where there are opportunities to engage with others. That's that's actually kind of important, right? In order to do business, you have to be where there are people to do business with. That's why the basket weaving business in the Sahara Desert is probably not going to probably not going to do well for you. It's probably not, right? <clears throat> so that's why that's why I say like this isn't magical woo woo thinking right? This isn't magical woo-woo thinking. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, the law of attraction is woo-woo and stuff. It's like, well, if you break it down into to like concepts, <laughs> you know, like uh, that, you know, the psychological concepts, it's not, it's not woo-woo. It's like doing things smartly, right? It's, it's learning um, how to use your money properly, how to buy and buy things that appreciate, not buy things that, that depreciate, um, you know, stuff like that, right? It's not magic. It's not magic. It's just changing how you think about certain things. Okay. So <clears throat> in order to make money, you have to be able to, to be in a place where there's money. Now, one thing is fascinating is the internet is global and you could, you could live in the middle of nowhere. Like I live in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, and I have access to fiber internet. So I can actually do business with people um globally right so you know internet's made it so that location doesn't necessarily matter so much anymore especially if you do some kind of online business right 
Um, there's a belief that anyone in the same town or state can get rich if others in the same location have, have achieved wealth. Basically, going back to if one man could do it, another man could do it, right? If someone in your town's gotten rich in your town somehow, you could get rich in the town, right? There's there's money there. There's money to go around, right? <clears throat> you know who uh, who got really rich during the gold rush? wasn't the wasn't the miners it was the guys that moved to the mining towns and opened up hardware shops right the guys that sold the pickaxes and the tools to the miners those guys got filthy rich right and that was you know a lot of those mining towns were in the middle of nowhere <laughs> but they did things smartly uh the suggestion that One's liking for a, a business or profession can influence success. Uh, I talk about this in my upcoming book. Um, I talk about the importance of enjoying what you do, right? Now, there's a, a lot of people that have this concept of, you know, try to make your passion your business. That doesn't always work out. That doesn't always work out because maybe, <laughs> maybe Legos is your passion, right? But there's not there's not a big business in 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 putting Legos together unless you go work for uh you know the Legoland or something out in California and, and and they need someone that to put Legos together. Maybe you can make decent money being a Lego artist that way. But uh, for the most part, it's it's a it's a very niche <laughs> it's a very niche business, right? Um, but if you do enjoy the work that you do, it doesn't feel so much like work, right? So I, you know, my, I've, I've come out of the IT industry. I've been doing IT stuff for years. I, I did find out that I actually really enjoyed tinkering with computers and nerding out with stuff like Linux and servers and making computers talk to each other and that kind of stuff. I enjoyed it, right? Uh, some people don't like that sort of thing. Um, so they spend a lot of money to hire someone that does like it, right? Not necessarily something I would do uh, for free, <laughs> but I enjoy doing it, right? So it, it, it's less like work. You know what I mean? Um, but you don't have to. You don't have to like what you do. But uh, if you do, all the better, right? If you're naturally talented at something, all the better. But you don't necessarily have to be born talented at something, okay? Because uh, if you don't have the talent for it, you can develop the talent for it. Okay, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, the concept that getting rich depends on learning to do things in a certain way rather than the specific business or profession, right? So the, the previous qualities are all helpful, but not necessary, as long as you do things in the certain way, he argues. Okay, so you don't have to like doing it. You don't necessarily have to have talent for it. But if you have, if you do things in the certain way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? It um, he says, if you're doing something, let's see, if you're doing the same thing as someone else and they're getting rich and you're not, it's because you're not doing things in the certain way, right? So if you're trying to, if you're trying to be a podcaster and you're not having any success at it, it's because you're not doing things in the certain way that successful podcasters do. You see what I'm saying here? <laughs> So you got to figure out what the certain way is and you got to do things in the certain way, right? 
Um, the argument that lack of capital is not a barrier to getting rich and that capital can be acquired as a result of the process of getting rich. Now, this is a this really comes down to the law of attraction. Okay. This key concept in this chapter is law of attraction. Okay. Um, so I know what you're thinking, right? It takes money to make money, and you can't buy real estate without the funds, and you can't buy a business without the funds, or you know, having investors and stuff like that. But he argues that someone who already has capital to start a business, well, they're already rich, right? We're trying to get rich. So if they already have the funds, well, they're already rich. They don't need to get rich. They're already doing things in a certain way, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so you need to learn to do things in the certain way. And when you do, then you will become rich, right? You will acquire the capital along the way as a part of the process, right? If you need capital, you'll get capital. If you're in the wrong business, you'll get into the right business. Now, one thing when it comes to successful podcasting, years ago, some of you guys know this, years ago, I, I had an old podcast. It's still out there on, on YouTube back when I was a fat ass uh, nerd and uh, <laughs> back when I was still married. It was called Tech Chop, Tech Chop, and I hated it. I hated it. I was I started doing this that podcast. It was a it was like a it started off as a monthly video podcast, and at that time it was sort of a pet like a hobby, you know. And then it got picked up by the Tech Podcast Network, and I started getting sponsors and stuff like that. And I was I was making pretty good money, but they they um they wanted me to do episodes every week and trying to do episodes weekly about technology was like, man, it was a pain. It was a pain. And then I was doing like green screen stuff in the background and it just became um, just another job that it, it, and it was just really time consuming. And it would take me like, uh, it would take me a week to produce a show. And then as soon as I was done producing that show, I had to start the process for the next show. And it was just like, this sucks. I hate doing this. So when I decided to start doing this podcast, um, Actually, I did. I tried. I tried another podcast in between that. I never talked about that. I used to run a political page on Facebook that got pretty popular. Uh, and uh, it, there's the the account for Twitter still out there, but I don't I don't post on it anymore. I got I completely got rid of the page on on Facebook though. But it was called Mainwashed, and Mainwashed was it was a Facebook page and a Twitter account. That's really all it was. <clears throat> And then, um, and I have a website too, mainwash.com. It's still out there. It's basically a news aggregator site. It runs on autopilot. I don't touch it. <laughs> um, but I tried doing a podcast with that as well. And I, and I found that I hated that too, because just trying to try to do a weekly show based on news is, it's tough because the news cycle changes daily. And if you don't do news daily, it's like all the stuff that you talk about is old news now. You know what I mean? And so I, it, that became tedious. So when I launched this podcast, I started looking about all the things, looking at all the things I did wrong in the past, what I didn't like. I didn't like editing. I didn't like having to come up with stuff that wasn't evergreen. Like this stuff is evergreen, right? This stuff is evergreen. All the stuff I talk about, you could go back and watch it and it's still relevant, right? <clears throat> that was one thing, like the dating and relationship stuff, uh, law of attraction stuff is evergreen. You can talk about, you can talk about it all the time. Um, I decided I wanted to just have a, uh, you know, do it in my office without any green screen. So I had less editing and stuff like that. So I learned from all the stuff I, I failed with, um, and I didn't like, and I produce, now I produce a podcast that I enjoy producing, you know? And so 
you can learn from your mistakes doing that too. So what he says here, right? If you're in the wrong business, you can get the right business. Well, I was in the wrong business doing podcasts about technology. I was in the wrong business doing podcasts about uh, politics. I also fucking hate politics now because I find that it, it, it ruins my mindset. It's poison, man. F focusing on the political system, man, it is poison to your mind. So I don't focus on it anymore. And I'm like, why don't I talk about this stuff? Dating and relationships and, and building wealth and law of attraction and that kind of stuff is stuff I actually like talking about. And I could talk about it, you know, agnosium. And so that led me to this podcast, right? Which we're on our we're on our third year now. And it's 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 just growing. It's growing. It's it's it just keeps getting you know, more and more subscribers, more and more downloads. It's, it's doing well, right? So if you're in the wrong business, you'll get into the right business, all right? If it's people you need to help you, they will show up. They will show up, right? I did at the beginning of this year, I talked about law of attraction to get on rule zero, right? Those people that are helping me learn this business showed up. They showed up and now I get to sit under the learning tree every week. It's great, right? And if it's, uh, if it's something you need to learn, you'll learn it, right? Uh, Bob Proctor says, if it's a book you need, right, it'll be presented to you. You know, you'll get this idea. Oh, hey, that book sounds like exactly what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe I'll read that, you know? I was uh, at the, the beginning of this year, I was on the end of the year Rule Zero episode hosted by Rolo. Rolo did a prediction episode. He had a, he had a huge panel that day. He had John MLD come back, right? Out of retirement, out of rule zero retirement. MLD came back on. And I was sitting backstage because Rolo had to keep bringing people on and off stage. And uh, I was sitting backstage at one segment. And MLD was talking about, he's like, oh, if you read these three books by Russell Brunson, you can basically you know, make a shitload of money online. And, and he, and, and, uh, MLD is a multimillionaire. So I was like, Oh, let me write those down and start reading those. I listened to those books. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like they were presented to me. Right. Another thing that I learned from MLD though, when I had him on the podcast is that he, he read the science of getting rich on repeat. He read it on repeat. I think he said he read it like 20 times or something like that. I can't remember, but he listened to it on repeat. And he's a multimillionaire now, right? So if it's something you need to learn, you'll learn it, okay? Including how to have a, a wealth mindset, right? If, if maybe you'll, you, you don't know how to manage your money, right? Well, my book that's coming out, right? Let's present this. My book that's coming out, uh, is it this one? Yeah, this one goes in depth on how anybody can be rich, right? And it's all about it's all about how to spend your money wisely, how to uh invest properly and stuff like that. I have a whole chapter on that. Right? So maybe it's this book that'll lead you in the right direction. And then at the end of my book, I have a whole list of other recommended reading for you. So maybe that's maybe this is your sign. <laughs> all right guys, that's all I have this episode. That's pretty much that chapter. There is a science of getting rich. Largely, it comes down to doing things in the certain way. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thanks to everybody that, that dropped comments in the live chat. Appreciate it. If you're watching on the replay, drop a comment below. If you disagree with any of the stuff, that's fine too. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we don't have to, we can agree to disagree. That's all right. Uh, thanks to everybody that said super chats today. I appreciate it. It's not too late.
not too late to send a super chat. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, guys. List.comeonmanpod.com. Get your PDF with 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. Because women, they're they're filtering messages by the preview pane, right? They get so many, they have so many options. They got to filter guys out. We're all trying to connect with all the chicks. They're trying to filter out all their options. So they the way they do that is you send them a slick opener and they look at it in the preview pane. If it's slick enough, they'll look at your pictures. If your pictures are good enough, they'll go, ah, he's cute. I'll talk to him right? Everybody else gets lost in the sauce. So you got to capture her attention. Then I'll also mail you some stickers for free. Check out the practical law of attraction course. I go into depth on how to do all this stuff, guys, how to change your mindset for this stuff, right? It's, it's, it's not magic. Okay. It's not magic. It's uh it's a process. If you learn the process, you learn the steps. It doesn't matter why it works. Doesn't matter if it's God. It doesn't matter if it's the quantum field. It doesn't matter if it's just reprogramming your, your paradigm. It's all the same process, right? If you do follow the steps, you're going to get rich, right? You're going to get the women. You're going to whatever, get the job you want. I don't know, whatever you're going to get, you're going to get healthier, right? If you follow the steps, you can, you can, it works in all areas of your life, works in all areas of your life. You just got to follow the steps. doesn't matter why it works. But there's, if you do things in the certain way, <laughs> right? Join the beer club, guys. Beer.comeonmanpod.com. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's a good group of dudes. We can chop it up with stuff like this or talk about football, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not heavy. We don't have any lectures or anything in there. We're just guys shooting the shit, drinking, drinking some beers or whiskey or whatever you want to bring. Your sodas. It doesn't matter. You don't have to drink alcohol to have fun. Okay. And then coaching is also available, guys, at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. That's all I got, guys. I will see you guys on Friday. Friday's episode is on the myth of leagues, okay? It's not a myth for certain types of guys, right? Oh, she's out of my league. For certain guys, that is true. That is true. We're going to talk about that on Friday, guys, okay? We will see you then. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. Now. Go out and get it.